Hi, I'm Rachel Monteleone and welcome to Kittypedia, the podcast. I'm not an expert. However, I do speak with them with the view of providing you with expert information and advice to help you be the best parent that you can be. Together, let's give children the life they deserve and a positive future. Hello and welcome. While I think we'd all agree that life is all kinds of crazy busy and consistently unpredictable and there never ever seems to be enough hours in the day or sufficient amount of calm, peaceful moments that have us feel that life is simply under control. You know, no matter what, time is a finite resource and we're always left with only 24 hours in a day to squeeze in all of what we have to sort of do in a day, week and month. You know, looking after the kids, of course, work, running a house, errands, you know, kids and their hobbies, our to-do lists, of course, trying to squeeze in, spending time with um, friends and family, of course, and we've got quality time and date night with our partner. So, you know, it's no wonder that the weeks and the months in our lives fly by so fast. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm a big fan of working smarter and not harder. And I'm a big fan of buying time where I can uh, and also of less stress. Um, all, always, I guess, with a hope of creating more quality and memorable moments in my life. I'm not sure if you're the same. So the question is, now, what is it that can give us freedom, flexibility, and peace of mind? Well, babysitting is always a great option. And no, not palming the kids off to your parents. Of course, this is about giving them uh, a break as well. So the question is, what are the benefits and advantages of babysitting? Well, to help talk to us about that today and to answer so many more questions I have uh, for her on this topic, we welcome our special guest, Tara. Tara, how do I pronounce your surname? I practiced it three times before we started. McTeague. <laughs> McTeague, yes. <laughs> I'm Mum McTeague. You're not alone. <laughs> thanks for joining us, Tara. How are you? Yeah, really well. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, and and as we were just discussing, babysitting is a topic that we have not covered uh, previously before. So I'm very much looking forward to picking your brain on this subject and uh, delivering, I guess, all this information to our listeners um, yep. and viewers. And, you know, whilst I guess <laughs> we don't have access to our own Mary Poppins that can just fly in on an umbrella um, and spread hmm. happiness um, into our lives, many parents have really lost that support village um, that used to s- surround and support young families and, and are meant to, of course. Correct. So initially, what was your experience as a parent, um, I guess, with this predicament that so many modern families face now? Yeah, so we um, we relocated from Sydney to uh, Gold Coast just before I had my kids and it became uh, acutely aware and apparent that there was no real support for parents um, outside of their friends, family, that sort of thing. So I think as a society, uh, we are now, like the past decade has seen a real erosion of our support network. We're often moving away to chase opportunities. So we're left without those go-to sitters that we usually rely on. So um, basically, we just sort of thought this is crazy. You can we live in a, a world where we have this want of instant gratification. We can pick up our smartphone, get anything we want. You can have movies, movies and TV shows stream within seconds. Your favorite food delivered to your door, but you can't get a sitter on demand. So we thought, well, this is this is crazy. Obviously, the technology is there; it needs to be facilitated. So yeah. we put pen to paper and got working on a solution. That's awesome. 
And, you know, over the last sort of 18 months or so, the world has changed and is continuing to, of course, as we're becoming more averse to germs and viruses, which is is typically rampant in childcare environments. I mean, have you found that there's been an increased interest in babysitting as it allows childcare in a home environment at all? Yeah, absolutely. I think with more people working from home now, um, you've always got the issue of there's uh, usually very long wait lists for um, childcare, particularly in suburban areas, sorry, in um, metro areas. Yeah, um, yeah we, we are seeing too, that even though these the social commitments have somewhat dropped off with the work from home, people sort of want to have their kids around them at home, but they also need that time to do Zoom meetings and, and, and actually get on with the work. So we're getting a lot more requests for care in home, which is great yeah. that we're able to support that. That's definitely because yeah, more parents mm. are continuing uh, continuing to work full time from home, and no doubt parents yeah. <clears throat> would be wanting to opt for in home care and babysitting rather than the rush of having to get the kids out the door and drop the kids off in time and the drop off and pick up yep. and all of those things with external childcare. Um, and of yeah. course, no doubt that there's so many more benefits um, that the child is actually receiving in in a babysitting environment because they've got one-on-one care rather than the ratios in normal child care environments, which depending on the age of the mm. child can be 1 to 22, 1 to 32 children, depending yeah. on the size of the room, all of those, you know, um, yeah. as well. Do you find that? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And a, a good majority of our um, babysitters that are on the Mama Co platform are early childhood educators anyway. So you can see that information when you're wanting to book your sitter and you can choose them based on that if that's your preference. And you can actually have them um, deliver those um, curriculums in your home environment if that's what you wish as well. So they're actually well, missing out on that learning. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess, you know, daycare centres as well normally have a really strict recess outdoor time schedule, of course. So babysitting, um, if, if, uh, playing outside is really important to, to your child. Uh, you can always ask your babysitter to let them stay outside for a little bit longer um, with more outdoor time. So there's so many benefits um, of uh, babysitting. And yeah. I, I, as I said earlier on, I've got so many questions. So I just wanted to initially just acknowledge sure. that we published your article titled Five Things to Consider When Booking a Babysitter. Now, for yes. someone who hasn't read the article yet, can you please just tell us overall, you know, what's the article about and what inspired you to write it? Yeah, sure. So I suppose leading on from what I said before, how we're losing that village. So in a reliable, uh, like in a perfect world, sorry, we'd have a reliable network of friends and family around us to help. But even in those cases where we do have those friends and family, they're often not available to to help. So I suppose in those times of need, when you're needing someone in your home to help, it's really good to be prepared because often... Uh, more often than not, you'll actually be bringing someone new into your home. So a lot, a lot of the time, parents that haven't had babysitters in their home before, I'm just not sure what to do. The article was really about educating parents on just the things that they need to consider to make it a smooth transition, bringing these babysitters into your home. So it's a great experience for them, for the babysitter and for the children. Yeah. Now, you've mentioned before, and I'm quoting you here, that being a parent sometimes feel like you're walking a tightrope, uh, constantly looking ahead to family and work commitments whilst trying to balance the demands of everyday life, which I personally yeah. think is a fantastic analogy. Now, your article yeah. highlights uh, the key things to consider when booking a babysitter. Um, so yeah. I'd like you just maybe just to, 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 to go through some of those that you're happy to share with us now. Yeah, absolutely. So as I said, when you're getting a new babysitter into your home, there are a few really key essential things that you need to cover off. 
um, which a lot of people don't usually consider. So they're obviously in detail in the article, but to give a brief overview, probably the first one is just cover the essentials, like where things are. Uh, they, this, this citizen hasn't been to your home before. Where's the first aid um, box? Where's the fire extinguisher? Um, any sort of food requirements for the kids, bath time, that sort of thing, just so they get a really good understanding of your home, where everything is and how to access it. Um, and I think probably one big thing that, you know, we do in general, but particularly um, in this environment is we assume people know what we're thinking. So don't assume that your babysitter knows how your house runs, what needs to be done. You need to um, communicate all that with them. So every family has their own way of doing things. So, um, yeah, I don't assume that they already know that is probably a really important one. Um, probably is equally important, make them aware of any ground rules. So be firm on this. So you might not allow smoking in your home, no drinking on the job. It might seem obvious to you, but you, you just don't know. So it's really, you put it out there, you say these things up front and what are the ground rules? It could be as simple as no shoes in the house or no outside play after 6 p.m. So just making sure they're aware of those ground rules and your expectations. And then I suppose finally, allow the time to do these things. So I would say if you're getting, in my experience, when I'm getting a new sitter in, I book them for an extra half an hour beforehand to give me the time to go through all those um, requirements and expectations, familiarise them with your house, um, with what's required, um, just so it really makes them comfortable before you walk out the door and they're just left there not really knowing yeah. what to do. So we'll have a, a link in the show notes, as always, um, to the article. Um, yeah anyone that wants to be able to read all of your your five key points um, in, in, yeah. in detail. But I'd love to know from your perspective, why do you think it's so important for parents to be prepared when booking the babysitter then? Well, I think it sets a good foundation for them and the babysitter. Like if, if you just um, are not prepared, a new person sort of rocks up to your home and you're like, right, see you out the door, it's not going to be a good experience. So they're not going to get to know the kids. They're not going to understand what you need as a family. And most likely you're going to come home and things that you're expecting to be done have not been done. So it just, you really need to set that foundation yeah. and set the expectations so that there is a clear line of communication there. And so what, what is the legal age to babysit in Australia as well? This is something that I was thinking about and um, yeah. I don't even know. Like, it, it, and does it change yeah. the state to state as well? So there's actually no legal age to babysit in Australia. So the onus becomes on the wow. parents to make responsible decisions on the safety of their children. At Mamaco, what we do, though, we recognise that anyone that is under the age of 18 is recognised in Australia as a child. So we don't allow anyone under the age of 18 to actually be a babysitter on our platform um, for that requirement. Yeah. Yeah. And then I suppose um, boarding up from that, uh, changes from state to state are really based around working with children checks and the age and circumstance required to get one. So for instance, in Queensland, if you're working with children and even if you're under 18, you must have a valid uh, working with children check or blue card as they call it here. But say in New South Wales, you only have to get one if you're over 18 and working with children. So um, it's, good, it's good to know those rules and regulations state by state. But as I said, there's with regards to age, there's just no legal requirement here. It's the parents should make responsible decisions. Yes. So would you suggest um, it's viable for anyone booking a babysitter to, to always ensure that, that the babysitter has a working with children's check? That's something that's that's vitally critical? 
I guess? I think it's one of the most important things. So having a working with children check, um, and you can check on every state has their own online system. You can check whether it's valid at that point in time. And that's always current with current police checks. So um, on the Mamaco platform, there's not one sitter on our platform that doesn't have a working with children check. It's one of the um, requirements for them to come on board. Um, We value safety above all else. Um, I'm a mum of two and I, I use the platform myself and I want to make sure the people coming into my home have their uh, working with children checks in first aid. So we do that as a safety precaution and to give parents peace of mind. It's such a, I've got, I've got my own working with children's check and um, thankfully I've never had to show it to anyone before, but it's like it's a licence that, that basically just sits in, in your purse, doesn't it? So do you actually, would you ask yep. to see the working with children's check in the house? Yeah. I would, I would. Um, I mean, we do those checks for you, um, Mama Code. They can be assured on our platform that we've done that for you. But by all means, if you're wanting to have that second layer or you're getting someone outside of our platform, yeah, just ask them. Um, ask them to bring it with them. So you're obviously going to be yeah. communicating to say, well, can you send me your working with children check details? They can check beforehand. So say in Queensland, you, there's an online system. You just put in the name, the number on the card, the expiry date. It'll say if it's a valid card or not, and then you can yep. check that off when they come in. But, yeah, it's just like a, a credit card, really. Yes. Mm. Uh, and then so back to, I guess, from the parents' perspective, do they legally have to provide the babysitter with anything um, when, they've, when they've hired them at all or not? I don't know. Yeah, so you are legally required to provide home insurance. So home compensation insurance. So this is the case for anyone that's coming into your home. So if you have cleaners coming in, gardeners, plumbers, so it basically covers you if there is an accident or accident or injury to that person whilst they're in their home. So that is a legal requirement. The good news is, is that it's really cheap. Um, most I've seen a lot of sites that offer two years cover for like $50. So I think whether it's you're getting it for babysitters or anything, we all have people coming into our homes for all sorts of reasons. I would just, I have it and I think everyone should just have it as a standard. Yes. So, 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 what's the level of insurance called again? It's it is called just let me um, household workers insurance. Okay, I, I just yeah. not heard of that before. Okay, and that, that's something that you could put in with your home and contents insurance. Would it be? I don't know. It's a different policy. So I know, like Work Cover Queensland has their own one. You just get on Work Cover Queensland site, and they've ah, got one that they cover. do for you. So I would say all the. New South Wales work cover or like all the individual state work cover sites would be a good place to start there gotcha. because it yep. comes under a workers' compensation insurance uh-huh. yeah, for, your own, you. for your own home. Thanks yeah. for clarifying that. That's okay. <laughs> of course, we're still uh, amidst in, in the middle of a, of a uh, global pandemic at the moment. So I just yeah. I have to ask the question, of course, you know, is there a babysit COVID policy? Um, and if there is really, what, what do we need to know about it? Yes, yeah, so I suppose we're still living in a very volatile world. The rules and restrictions are changing on a day-to-day, minute-by-minute basis. So there is no COVID uh, babysitting policy per se. Um, so it's really up to you to understand what the current rules and restrictions are in your state, um, in your location in particular, um, and just make sure that you're adhering to those. In saying that, though, we're aware that this situation is not going away anytime soon. Yeah. So uh, we're in the process of adding a feature to the app that will actually add a vaccine badge to sitters. So oh, parents great. will actually be able to see whether uh, their babysitter has the COVID vaccine so they can make an informed decision on who they're bringing into their home. Yes, that's a great idea. And with that mm. then, I mean, do babysitters have rights? Say, for example, um, 
that the the parents have maybe kindly asked them maybe to wash some dishes or do some light housework or potentially even some cooking and those types of things. I mean, do babysitters have rights with what they can say yes and no to when they have been hired to to look after children? Absolutely. I think it it is a a fine line. And I think um, at the end of the day, you're not hiring a cleaner. But I think it's a reasonable request to request things that are in line with what's required as part of that care. So that might be meal prep or making school lunches, um, helping the kids tidy their room, things like that. But I wouldn't leave a mop and bucket out and ask them to mop the floors and (laughs) fold loads of washing for me. So my toilet. Yeah, I know. I mean, wouldn't that be nice that at the end of the day, you hire a cleaner for that. Um, You're hiring a babysitter and you really want them spending the time with your children, not cleaning your house so if they are um if the kids go to bed um early and they're there for a few hours to say oh would you mind maybe doing x y z make it a conversation not an expectation yeah so i mean what have you i guess experienced as the main issues that families sort of encounter um when looking for a babysitter initially when they're actually looking and trying to find because it is inviting someone as you mentioned earlier into your home so they've got to they've got to gel and they've got to be the right fit so yeah, what do you yeah, what issues do they generally sort of face finding the right fit? Yeah, so I think um it's just in the instance, it is just finding someone. So someone that's reliable and safe. It's it becomes quite a burden for parents who are already really busy and to have to take the time to to do these things. So if they're having to like say uh, put ads up on Facebook or Gumtree. Um, not only is that not safe, it's not really reliable, and then they have the burden of doing all the legwork. So having to check for blue cards and first aids and all that sort of thing. So that's probably the biggest issue. Um, and then I think the second one is just um, I think parents do need to take the lead on the communication here. So you are the hiring party. So make yeah. sure that you're just yeah having that communication open, and then you'll be able to sort out whether there's going to be any issues before the fact. You know, make sure that you're communicating them with voice or text message before they come into your home so that you can make sure they're the right fit as much as you can. So in that then, so um, in vetting the right person, what sort of questions should parents then ask their babysitter? Make yeah, sure so that they are the right person. Yeah, I mean, it always will depend on your needs as a family. Um, but generally a good starting point is how long have you been babysitting for? Get an understanding of their experience and you know, it's not just a one-off thing that they're doing. Um, if it's uh, if you need transport, if they're doing school runs, like do you have reliable transportation? Do you have a valid driver's license? And you can ask the site that as well, just to be safe. And also, do you have any infringements or accidents that have happened recently? Just you want to make sure that you know that it can be a bit of a uh, an issue there for some parents. Um, what activities they like to do with the kids. So if you're an outdoorsy family, you want the kids to be active, you don't want them to say they're going to sit there and play video games with them. So just finding out sort of what they like to do. Um, I suppose another one is how comfortable are they with disciplining and enforcing house rules? You want to make sure that they're firm but fair and and make sure they've got the kids under control based on the expectations of the parent. Um, And I suppose finally, my final one would be, who would you call in case of an emergency? You never know what's going to happen and you don't want them calling up say their mum for example in a fluster not knowing what to do so setting guidelines if xyz happens I need you to call this person leave the details for your doctor or whatever those instructions are making sure they know who to call yeah um thank you for sharing that and you you mentioned um about activities I mean typically what activities should a babysitter do with the children um, when they're looking after them, I mean, is it the responsibility of the parent to provide games and activities and or is it the yep. babysitter's job to do something like that? 
Uh, well, yes and no. I mean, parents can provide activities for their children. Obviously, kids have their own activities that they love and, you know, their room's full of toys and stuff. But I find generally a really good babysitter will often come with ideas, with um, – I've had one rock up with a bag of toys and activities there. The kids love doing new things. So if they want to keep them engaged as well, it's a really good idea. Maybe bring something new that's age-appropriate for the children. So I would say don't expect a sitter to bring something, but I find that a good one often does, which is a nice little add-on. Yeah, and it shows that they're prepared to play as well, not to just sit on their phone and, and, and do nothing while the kids watch TV. So I think that's really important that they're being active with those kids during that time. Yeah. And mm. once again, bringing someone into your home um, for the first time, I mean, how do parents, I guess, best prepare for that um, for their children in particular with a new babysitter that they've never met before? So the children have got someone new, a new face and everything else. I mean, how can parents yep. sort of help make that an easy transition as well? Yeah, I think, um, as I was saying before, I think it's really important to get them in half an hour beforehand. You want to be there yeah. with that transitional period. So introduce them to your sitter. You can spend the first 10, 15 minutes going over your expectations and rules, and then you can just spend the last 15 watching how they interact with them, if your children feel comfortable. You can you can read your children. If they don't feel comfortable, have a chat with them. Hey, what's yeah. wrong? You know, what, what's going on? Just, you know, let's and try to form activities that actually make them feel comfortable before you leave the house. So I think that 30 minutes is crucial. Yeah. So with that, what rules, if any, Oh, I'm yep. guessing that there would be definitely, but should parents have yep. in place when then um, inviting the babysitter into their home for the first time? Uh, obviously, if you've yep. got, you know, you're leaving this stranger in your home um, with the children. So what rules do, do, do parents generally yeah. put in place? Well, I think the rules that apply to your babysitter should be the rules that apply to your family um, as uh, from a household perspective. So if you don't like shoes in your house you let them know leave their shoes at the door if you don't want them smoking in your house or around your children you let them know um there are going to be obviously specific rules that are pertinent just to the babysitter but I think you know if you don't want your kids to say watch YouTube or scary movies you let them know so it's just about setting those ground rules that you already have with your children and yeah. making sure that the sitter's aware of those yeah so with that then what are, I mean what other common issues that parents generally encounter with babysitters have you found yeah, I think um, it, the babysitter doesn't know what to do. Uh, and I think that comes down to a lack of communication. So, uh -huh. yeah, so you might find that you're leaving to do a dinner with friends. So you're leaving at kind of that, that witching hour, 4.35, 6 o'clock, uh, where you're usually doing baths, bed routine, story time, all that. So if you don't clearly communicate that with your sitter, you could have kids sitting up till 10 o'clock at night when their usual bedtime is 7 o'clock. So, that's probably the biggest issue. And again, that comes down to clear communication with parents. Um, probably the other big issue is just trust around forming that trust with your sitter. So that's going to come um, in the way of, I suppose, doing those safety checks to start with, like first aid, blue cards, making sure that they're capable of, um, of performing the task. But then yeah. again, talking to them beforehand, making sure that you can create a rapport with them. Um, and also read other parents' reviews. I know on our platform um, it's mandatory for parents and sitters to provide two-way reviews. Um, so read what other parents are saying and sort of create that that trust through other people's experiences as well. Mm. I mean, how mm. common um, is it generally that parents use a babysitter? Well, I suppose it's, it's, we're seeing it go up and up with the erosion of sort of support networks, lengthy daycare, wait lists, increased social commitments and so we're, how we're living our lives today. Like there is an increased demand absolutely for babysitting. 
And on top of that, we've got 108 hours outside of standard daycare hours and even more outside of standard school hours. So that's a really long time to go without any help. So people are turning to babysitters as a safe and reliable option for the help that they need to just get some more flexibility in their life. Yeah. Um, and also is that last minute backup as well. This, you know, and do you find that parents can have multiple like different babysitters as well, or generally that they sort of just, I mean, obviously it's it's, it's a relationship thing. It's got to, they've got to be able to yeah. deal with the family and the children. So, yeah. but I mean, how common is it that they, they have multiple babysitters or not? Yeah. Um, so, I, well, yeah, they, they do. And I suppose, you know, you, you've had your favorites, of course, you'll have your go-tos and they're always going to be your, your initial go-to. Um, but often they're not available. They might be sitting for another family or um, that your grandparents aren't available. So in those times of need, that's when you probably need to think outside your initial network and, and get people new into your home. So it really comes down to how much you're pre-planned, whether it's an on-demand need and if your go-to is available. Um, yeah. As well. And so mm. in, in your experience, then what has I guess, prevented families from hiring babysitters before? Is it the fact that these checks and balances haven't been in place, the trust hasn't been in place or, you know, all of these types of things? Because I guess it's one of those things that if if it's a system that works, um, as we were saying at the start of the chat today, it's all about creating more time and ease and peace of mind and feeling like your life is under control and just having that extra set of hands that can actually do that to give us that peace of mind that we everybody wants in their life. Correct. Yeah. What is it that you found that has prevented um, parents from actually taking that step and and trying something new? Because, you know, if if they haven't had a babysitter before, they're not going to know how it can help them. Yeah, correct. I think um, previously it just has been all too hard. Like, I know in past years um, before something like Mama Code existed, I would be on websites and downloading uh, resumes of sitters, having to go through them, having to bring them in and interview them and, and do all that. And it just became easier just to not go out or divide and conquer. I would go to the event, my husband stay home with the kids or vice versa. So it's just been really, they don't know where to find a babysitter So in the past. So that's probably been what's prevented I know for in my personal experience that's what's prevented me is I'm like it's just it's not worth the effort <laughs> yes so that's what we're trying to do with this platform is take the effort and the stress away out of booking a sitter and now it just becomes around letting people know that we're here and we're available to help yes and I guess mm. one of the most common reasons that people would need a babysitter would be something at short notice um for, for whatever reason as a backup so I mean how mm. does the app sort of o- help overcome those sort of obstacles and those types of things then yeah, so we've set the app up that you can have someone in your door in the hour. So as soon as you um, do a booking, uh, it sends a notification out to every sitter in the local area and then anyone that's available, I suppose a little bit like Uber really, anyone that's available willing to do the work can apply for the job. You can have up to 10 sitters apply. Um, so you have total control as a parent at all times. You can go through those applications and choose the best fit for your family. Um, yeah, and if you're, you're time for time poor, um, you'll yeah you'll get that sitter at your door within the hour. They'll only accept it if they're available and able to do it. That's brilliant. Now, okay, mm. Naturally, I guess go through a recruitment process when scouting for your babysitters. So, what's like typically what types of questions do you actually ask them during the interview process? Which is just a little bit of insight, of course, having the ability to speak to a founder like someone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. So our onboarding um, for the sitters consists of a few components. So first of all, we check that they've got a government-issued um, ID that shows that they're over 18. 
Uh, we check for their blue card, make sure it's valid and current, and also a provide first aid certificate. We have to cite that as well. Um, only then can they actually be approved sitters on the platform. With regards to training of the sitters, so we actually have a closed group. So within that group on Facebook, we provide training on things like um, what parents would expect um, as a new sitter coming into their home, um, what you should be doing as a babysitter during your time there, things like we've just been talking about just to try and help make them as prepared as possible to make it a good experience for the parents and for the sitters. That's awesome. Well, is there anything else you want us to know about the app? I mean, is it in a national app? Is it just in certain states and territories? Yeah, how can we access them? Right now, so we're on Android and Apple stores, um, just in Southeast Queensland at the moment. We've only launched a couple of months ago. So, you know, it's a really exciting time. We're seeing a huge um, need and want and download rate, which is great. So it's really good to be helping families. We definitely have plans to expand down the East Coast and then eventually throughout Australia. So, uh, look, I think just stay tuned. Uh, follow us on either Facebook or Instagram at Mumaco app and you'll get um, keep up to date with updates. And as soon as we're in your area, we'd love to help you guys out. That's awesome. And look, we've covered a lot on this topic today. I mean, yes. I guess what one of the key messages that you want everyone to walk away with um, from our chat today then? I think that um, don't see booking a babysitter as the daunting task that it used to be. I know from past experience, you know, it, it, as I said before, it just becomes all too hard and you just sort of give up on being able to attend those social events or do what you need to do. So, um, yeah, we, we're here to be able to help you now and open the door to hundreds of local cities in your area so you can actually go and have that child-free time you need, whether it's date night, drinks with friends, or just a bit of me time, where that's what we're here to help with now. Thank you so much for your time, Tara. You take care and all the best of luck with the app. Thank you. Thank you, Rachel. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye. I'm Rachel Monteleone, and you've been listening to Kiddypedia, the podcast. You can have full access to Kiddypedia by visiting our website at kiddypedia.com.au or following us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. We're all here to help make the world a better place for our children and for generations to come. You can start today by helping us reach other parents by going to Apple Podcast, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Thank you for listening, and be sure to give my love to the kids. Bye.